to Athletics Double LC with Lamar, Lucius, Big League Chu, him, my man Clyde, and the governor. You are about to be schooled in all things track and field. This is experience. We are talking past, present, future. Y'all listen up. Let's go. And we're on. I wish, like, I was smart enough to know how to clip and unclip, like, us back in as if it were, like, super seamless. Not that good. <laughs> I'll figure it out one day. Welcome back, everyone. Athletics LLC here. Um, obviously, the tiles look a little bit different tonight. Um, for the first time in three years, travel has actually caught up with us. And so um, I don't know how it took us this long, honestly, amongst the travels that we've had among, in the last two years. like it's surprising that it took this long. So uh, we will continue the show with a lesser amount of tiles, but nonetheless bring all the bam, all the boom, all the bam, all the pam with it. So uh, Clyde, ma'am, how we doing, sir? Well, I'm here. So clearly I'm doing awesome. <laughs> or at least better than some, than some of our colleagues who, you know, we feeling for you. Um, but, you know, we can hold this down in our classic, classic ways. I get more time to be a little bit more petty. So <laughs> it's a win. It's a win for everybody, really, is ultimately what it is. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> uh, is that U.S.? Is that us? Is it USA? Like, what are we doing? Just us tonight. I'm just got nice. it okay go ahead and how are you tonight sir <laughs> uh us is doing fine um it's are you uh, trying to make a new pronoun no no do we need any more it was a <laughs> it was a i thought it was a good title for the first day of black history month because it's really about us and i figured i'd try it i don't know we'll see how it works but okay. i'm doing good good I'm doing good you're doing well well no, no i'm doing good <laughs> okay <laughs> cry mini cry mini all right well um jumping into the topics today um let's start off with the one that hurts my heart the most thanks for making it just turn the knife a little bit more um in our upcoming championship that we have in two weekends or two saturdays uh we have the super bowl championship the Niners will not be in it, so I somewhat don't care anymore. But to celebrate the month that we have just turned over today, um, February, um, and it's being recognized that we have two African American quarterbacks playing against each other. And I think it's for the first time ever, question mark? First time ever. So, um, you know, how does that strike the air for you guys? You know what? I'll, I'll even go first because I. Uh... I actually want to be paying attention when when Clyde talks on this one. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. I think it's amazing. I think it was obviously inevitable at some point. But I am very much looking forward to the day that it's not a story. Because um, it is a story, right? It's the first time, which is mind-boggling, but it's the first time that both quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, both starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl um, 
are of African-American descent. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is of biracial descent, so I will not be disrespectful in that regard. But um, as as Clyde would say, he's a mixed baby. So we put him in his right box. But um, I think it's cool. Um, and it's not cool because they're Black. It's cool because of who they are. Um, Patrick Mahomes was wildly talented. Um, and as usual with wildly talented people along the way, not everybody knew exactly what to do with him. But luckily for him, he got drafted by the Chiefs and Andy Reid knew exactly what to do with him um, and has built an offense that allows him to grow as a quarterback, grow as a person and be him. And let me tell you, that's amazing because had he been drafted by, I don't know, any number of probably 15 teams, he would still be Patrick Mahomes. There would be still moments of greatness for sure. There'd also be some other shenanigans, which is, which would suck. Um, and listen, I am a Giants fan, which means I was born and bred to hate the Eagles, but I'm going to say it like this. If you if you can't rock with Jalen Hurts, regardless of whether you're black, white, green, or purple, like, why are you breathing? Because this cat is one of the greatest stories that's not really being told right now in sports, right? Like, dad was his coach in high school, went to Bama, started, did a great job got the ultimate disrespect and pulled at halftime for the freshman. The freshman balls out, loses his job, loses his spot, leaves Alabama, goes to Oklahoma, rebuilds himself, does an incredible job there, only to be disrespected through the draft, have people talking about whether he should be a running back. Tight end. Right? Goes to, goes to the Eagles. The Eagles fan base is like, why did we take a quarterback? And he's not really a quarterback and balls out well enough through first two years that if he's anybody else, like he gets the starting job and we're not, and we're trying to figure out extensions, but instead it's like, this is your prove it year as to whether we're really going to keep you as the dude or whether we're going to go draft a quarterback next year. And all he does is respond with an MVP level performance of a season. They're 16 and one with him as a starting quarterback this year. So um, I think it's cool. <clears throat> obviously I am rooting for Patrick Mahomes for a lot of reasons, but I'm not going to lie in this one. Cause I don't have a, a specific dog in the fight, so to speak, like, bro, I'm cool. Whoever, whichever one of these quarterbacks is victorious. Like it's a great story either way. Just, just from a fact standpoint, like I'm rooting for Mahomes, but honestly, I will be 0% mad if Jalen hurts gets his first one. So, well said. Um, I witnessed a uh, a different slant to this particular point on one of the shows. It may even have been PTI. Um, and I think I agreed. Actually, it was PTI. And Michael Wilbon said something that I thoroughly agree with. They were debating which of these two quarterbacks has more to gain by winning 
Hmm. That's an interesting, you know what, right? That's why I love that show because they ask interesting questions. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and Wilbon's point was getting one is the thing. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. There's this whole legacy and blah, blah, blah with, with Mahomes, but Dan Marino doesn't have one. I mean, these are facts, right? So the idea that Jalen Hurts could emerge from this as a Super Bowl champion, given the context of his background and everything he had to go through, is actually really dope. Um, The Super Bowl, you pick your timeline. For me, it's about 15 years. Has always been, has more recently been more about the storylines than the game often sometimes the games don't live up to you know the hype or the storylines or whatever and so this one uh, as Lamar has said it it's it's cool to see and I 100% agree uh, with the idea that it shouldn't be a big deal but let's face it it is Um, I too uh, yearn for the day where it's not but but it is a moment in time that that we all should recognize and, and take a second to celebrate and and appreciate you know what your the struggle that led to this being a big deal this super bowl for me you know it's the andy reed bowl too don't don't miss that one right <laughs> i saw that it's, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely the andy reed bowl and because i usually champion the underdogs there's no way i'm not rooting for jalen hurts and the eagles in this game Patrick Mahomes is currently the best quarterback in the league. And I think this year he he went out of his way to make to prove that it's really not that close. But Patrick Mahomes, as I have always said, and for the first time heard Lamar agree with me without me saying it, he's, he brought it up on his own. Patrick Mahomes is also a huge product of the luck of the draw where he landed. Patrick Mahomes is not who he is without Andy Reid leading his career and and developing him as a player. Okay, don't say that. He's not this this version. He's still still who he is. The the talent is the talent, but all you need to understand, the the drop-off of a talent like Josh Allen missing Brian Dayball and the elevation <laughs> boy of, boy does coaching matter <laughs> the elevation of daniel jones there's a market for daniel jones now because yep. of brian dayball yep that's coaching matters so much and patrick mahomes is amazing because he is lucky enough to be surrounded by the best offensive mind in the game and has been that for a long time so, so time out right there Yes. Imagine if the 49ers, who always get a pass in this conversation. Oh, they should. Imagine <laughs> if the 49ers yes. had taken him. Like everybody, look, everybody blows the Bears apart, right? Because they oh, traded yeah. up to take Trubisky. But nobody ever gives the Niners what they deserve, which is Ridicule. the vitriol <laughs> of you got this offensive genius and you don't take. He's a generational talent. Yes. So just imagine, look, as good as he is with Andy Reid, and listen, listen, he's special. 
But can you imagine if the 49ers had had Patrick hey. Mahomes the last five years? Hey, I hear you. Because they got at least two more titles. Because Shanahan is <laughs> Shanahan is excellent. I don't think he's as good as Andy Reid, but he's excellent. But there but, would never have been as much pressure on Patrick Mahomes, right? No, there's, no, no. There's, for, there's for other sure. pieces <laughs> for sure. But so for me, Patrick Mahomes is the anointed. I mean, it's already started. It's been started, but now it's the like the train is moving really fast now. If he wins this game. Is the GOAT conversation like, stop it. Stop with this. Well, I saw some interesting things on that today. And I'm going to let you finish talking because I want to jump back in here. No, I I hear you. But stop with the disrespect. It's not disrespect. It's totally disrespect. It's It's TV. It's It's not disrespect. It's TV. It's total disrespect. Jalen Hurts is the ultimate david in this david versus goliath situation (laughs) like at the beginning of the year there were a handful of people like yo the eagles roster is actually pretty good but no one said jalen hurts is gonna duel patrick mahomes in the super bowl oh yeah because the roster was really good but the question was about the quarterback (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. and so for jalen hurts to play the way he's played jalen hurts is a grinder jalen hurts is you know, one of the things people hear me say all the time is constantly live your state, live your life in a state of evolution. That is Jalen Hurts. Facts. All that man has ever done at every level is overcome the low expectations that were placed in front of him. Which is so wild, right? To think it about is. Somebody, about somebody who was the starting quarterback at Alabama having like low expectations and and if i remember correctly i'm pretty (laughs) sure he won the national championship the year before he was replaced in the national championship was he not yes so so that's how little people have thought of his skill set to play that position and i'm not gonna lie i was one of those people like i'm like jalen hurts is a great dude and he's a leader no doubt but you could find a better QB. Like that was my brain, right? No. Sirianni planned offense around him and it works and it's unique and they are in the show. And I am totally rooting for that team to, you know, succeed and, and, and continue with the dynasty of one that is the Kansas city chiefs. So I, I'm I'm here for it. I I don't care about either one of these teams per se, but I definitely have a rooting interest, which is I am always pro underdog and I am always anti-hype. And I can't <laughs> even stomach the years of hype that I'm gonna have to listen to if Patrick Mahomes somehow wins this game. See, okay. Big League, would you like to jump in or can I throw in like a couple anecdotes real fast? Well, real quick, a couple of things, different points, same topic. So yes, we're celebrating that this is a a milestone, right? Within the sport itself and for the athletes. Um, I think that part of the reason why this is something that's, call it brought to the front page is quarterbacks, aren't supposed to look like them. 
when you look at your high school teams and whatnot, they, they've got to look and they don't necessarily look like them. So they, these are two who broke the mold per se. Okay. They're not your tall white kids who have the financial background to go to the quarterback camps to play baseball, who have the arms and things of that nature. Like they have definitely athletic backgrounds, um, not due in part to who their dads are, but because of just their upbringing. So I think that's something that why we may not have seen this before thinking about what you all had said leading into this and kind of hearing the conversation after the games last weekend. Um, to go to the 49er statement, we don't like to lay stock in newbies. Like how hesitant was everybody on our, on our wagon for Brock Purdy? Like we like a little bit of depth. Maybe it's not playing time, but Jimmy G had a great protege not protege, what's the word? Mentor, sorry, wrong word. Um, and so in doing that, even though he didn't get a whole bunch of PT already, he was in the space and he was quote unquote digesting that stuff. So now, Mahomes two. coming out, what? Two. What? That's very what? sweet. And it we, is very we, sweet. We, we, <laughs> we understand, but <laughs> you, you're forgetting that they gave up a lot to invest in Trey Lance. Trey Lance. They, they sold the entire farm and the next door neighbor's cows but, to get the rights to take Trey Lance. But was when it they could have just straight up drafted the guy that's better. No, it wasn't the same class. No. But that's the no. point, right? They but screwed he was it up and then they saw yes, what that's... Mahomes was and they're like, oh, we ain't going to screw it up again and bet on the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> And, and here's but, the so thing: do you, we don't even know if Trey Lance is the wrong guy. Like he's played four games. Sure, but it don't—he ain't that guy. Well, I mean, and I'll say this: so there's some slander out there that they need to hire a new strength and conditioning coach. I don't think that's the answer. I don't think it's completely like some of these injuries that happen weren't due in part to their bodies not being prepared. It's football. There are a lot of things that like. Listen, I, you don't have you a know. torn UCL because you didn't train your forearm and doing dumbbell dumbbell curls with your wrist and whatnot. I mean, at the end of the day, like think about it. Like the, the 49ers had their first quarterback go out with a broken fibula. ankle. Ankle. Fibula. Yeah. So it was down in the bottom. So it was just tibia, tibia fibula. And then they had another quarterback go out with a broken leg. Something. Right? Isn't that what Jimmy G went out with? Jimmy G's had everything broken. So I think he, he he's got a broken something because that's why he's gonna he would be back in theory for the Super Bowl, right? Oh, maybe he's and, the tip fib. And then and and no, 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 because it was Trey Trey Lance's ankle is still out on the field. So he was the tip fib. Um and, and then you have your third string quarterback who has to have Tommy John. Like and then your fourth. Has a concussion. And then their fourth, their fourth one is out with a concussion. But the fact that okay, the fact that one team lost a, a quarterback to a broken something, another quarterback to a broken something, and a third quarterback to to a UCL injury is wild. For one, I mean, it, it's football. It's bad timing. It is what it is. It is, but but like literally in the history of football, that's never happened. No, no, no. I totally <laughs> it's, understand. It's that, just wild. But, so listen, all I'm saying is. There's no reason that the quarterback position shouldn't be as diverse as any other position when it comes to talent. 
And by diverse, I don't necessarily mean skin color, even though that's a part of it. But Russell Wilson plays the game differently than Patrick Mahomes, who plays the game differently, totally differently than Lamar Jackson, who plays the game totally differently than Deshaun Watson, who plays the game totally differently than Jalen Hurts, right? So it's funny that you say that because I I feel like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and Patrick Mahomes play the game the same way, just not at the same levels. Oh no 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 no! I, I because all I three of those guys are with that. all three of those guys are escapability guys. They have some athleticism, but they're not. They're their first, second, third read before we run guys. Like I, I mean, those three guys go in I the mean, same category. I get that, but like Patrick Mahomes' arm talent is a one. But that's what Russell, I'm saying. I think the three of those guys play the game the same way, but their physical skills come out. Meaning, if I was going to put them in categories, I'd put those three guys in the same type of guy, but that comes out differently because Patrick Mahomes has more more arm talent. Uh, Deshaun Watson has more leg talent, right? And Russell Wilson is that strange blend of the two. Well, the, well, I, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit yeah, hole, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I would still disagree. But here's the thing. My my point is this, that, the, that that's one of the, if if not the, basketball has gone through this evolution now right where everybody's basically positionless they're different sizes and different weights but it's positionless basketball in the nba now right quarterback has been like very strategically defined six four stand in the pocket throw the ball you got to be tall because of this you got to have this type of arm blah 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 right and even someone like josh allen or justin herbert have brought a diversity of skills to this position that you wouldn't want to see even 10 years ago. People, they would reject it, right? So as that position is viewed more diversely from skill and everything else, all you're going to see is more and more African-American kids pursuing what they couldn't actually really see themselves pursuing 20 years ago like that was a risk 20 years ago now it's probably an advantage to be like you know what actually I want to be the quarterback and yes I'm going to use my athleticism yes I'm going to use my legs and if I can do all that and have the discipline to stand in the pocket and throw the way you need to throw well then I'm the a1 guy right so I'm here for all of that and of course you land in the Super Bowl with these two guys who play the position totally differently mm-hmm. facing off against each other. And, and, you know, if you're a fan of the game of football, the, that's where the matchups and everything get really, really interesting. Right. So um, like I said, don't really care about either of the teams. I got most of my wishes. Um, it's football <laughs> season, but any year that I get my main wish, I'm always happy. Cowboys out early. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So Oh, my gosh. So fun fact, fun fact, and it hope hopefully it goes this way. Uh, Miss Madison has been invited to a women in sport type speaking engagement in Phoenix. Super Bowl weekend during that time. And she gets a ticket. I'm trying to manipulate a way to get two tickets so I can go. That that wow. is that is where I'm at with this. So I might give y'all oh, a yeah, report no from 
Phoenix if things work in my favor. That now listen, wow. I'll tell you this right now. I've been to most sporting events. Haven't been to a Super Bowl yet for the very reason you're talking about. Tickets are usually impossible. But so if you get a ticket, you got yes. 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 Oh no, I'm I'm yes. So yes. You know what's you know what's ridiculous? Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the, the price baby, of hotels during no, this. Oh, no. All, all that would be paid for. I ain't worried about that. The baby would need a ticket. Correct. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Right. True. Think about that. Oh, the yeah. one-year-old. Oh, the one-year-old who can't the see by himself. Ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the baby wouldn't need a ticket on the plane. No. But any, you need a ticket in the stadium. Need, yeah. And the other game, they don't need a ticket either because they're a lot right. baby. Like, come on. So... Yeah, we we working that thing out. But if there's a second ticket, I'm in that. Kai ain't getting that. I'm gone. <laughs> yes. Kai got family. He <laughs> um, before we before we jump topics, I just wanted to say this about about Patrick Mahomes and where he was drafted, right? Like, it, you know, it's it is it is always you know to some degree a, a roulette wheel as to what your quarterbacking skills are and who takes you. Right. Because like, look, Joe Montana, who who was the goat for a very long time and in some people's minds still is some people's minds. Stop it. I said some just relax. <laughs> there are some people who still think he is. Right. But the point is, like, if he doesn't get taken by the 49ers and, and doesn't and doesn't go to, you know, that genius. Absolutely. Right. right then he's a different guy. And, and that's probably the case. Like, look, dude, imagine Dan Marino went, I don't know, anywhere else. He probably would have won a couple of Super Bowls. Yeah. Right. But, you know, like at the end, same, same with Jim Kelly. Yeah. Right? He went this went to four, lost them all. So, so like, yeah, there is definitely that luck piece to it, but it's just funny, man. Like that, that the Brady falls into that category. Sure. Right. Um, and, and, and you know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Like all of them fall into into the same kind of category. Like what you want to do is be the most talented guy for sure, but then that luck piece has to take up has to take over and help you out. Because I can tell you this right now: if Randall Cunningham went someplace different, Randall Cunningham probably would have won a Super Bowl or two. My. If Randall Cunningham had come, if if Andy Reid was the head coach of the Eagles when Randy Cunning, Randall Cunningham was drafted. They might have won a Super Bowl. Randall right? Cunningham, so my original favorite player. Randall Cunningham. You know, if Mike Vick had been drafted by the Eagles instead of the Falcons, right, and had Andy Reid from the beginning, we might have got Lamar. The, we, Lamar might have been like Lamar 2.0. Yeah. Right? Because if because if Mike Vick goes someplace that makes him study and makes him be first one in, last one out, they win Super Bowls too. Let's be clear. Mike Vick is still the he is still the person with the strongest arm to ever play quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I said it, look it up. Like that includes Dan Marino, that includes John Elway, that includes Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, all of whom have ridiculous arm talent. Just just go back and watch Mike Vick throw footballs. That's all I'm telling you. Like Mike Vick is the strongest arm to ever play the NFL. And he's also the fastest guy to ever play ever play quarterback too. Hey, there you go. All right. Um, moving on. Uh, 
we know that we've got a, a super group. What did you call them? The not Voltron. Dang it. I can't think of it right now. But anyways, oh, Avengers, the Avengers of a training group happening right now in California. Uh, we've got Mr. Coach Kersey's uh, training group. And there's been conversation as to which of the training groups by the decades is better, the current or the one in the, is it 90s? Is that what it is? Sorry. Uh, it would be, uh, we'll say like, right on the mid eighties to mid nineties, like that decade. So, so that oh, includes... we're doing crossover. Okay. <laughs> well, well, it's not real crossover, right? There's, there weren't that many people new. Like if you look at the, look at his group from 80. So let's, let's just use, use Olympics, right? 84 to 92. So lay, lay it out for the people. So that's, so that, so that group includes Jackie Joyner Kersey, mm-hmm. Gail Devers, mm-hmm. Greg Foster, mm-hmm. um, uh, Valerie Briscoe Hooks, um, uh, what's wrong with me? She was the track coach at UCLA for forever. Jeanette Bolden. Jeanette Bolden, before she tore her Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, Florence Griffith Joyner. We'll just call her Flojo. That's easier. Um, no offense to anybody else, but like that's kind of it. Like, meaning there's others for sure, sure. Yeah, but yeah. like that's I'm gonna say that I think I I think I named all the medals, right? And let's be clear, there's a lot of medals in that group. <laughs> yeah. Someone will tell you that you didn't. It's okay. Right. So, what'd you say? I said someone will tell you that you didn't, but that's okay. Uh, I don't think there's any medals I missed. But I got you. Anyway, so that group, yeah, I'm sure you know somebody will text in that you know send you an email that Huffins doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, was so Alice anyway, Brown, was Alice Brown in that group? Probably, because she was you, done by she was done by '88. Okay. So, um, so that group versus this group, which is now Kenny Prandini. Uh, I think Mo, Sid, um, Allison's not there anymore. Who'd you say? Brandon Williams. Yes. Who? 800 meter runner. Uh, Brandon Miller. Miller. Brandon Miller. Yes. I knew who you meant, but I I couldn't think of his name. Um, And again, are there any other males in that group? No, no, because look, look let's be clear. So. Like, listen, I did, I want to state this for the record looking into the camera. I love Bobby Kersey. He's been a friend for a very long time. His, his female resume versus his male resume is not a comparison. No. So I'm not saying he can't coach men. So don't at me. But at the end of the day, the list of females he's coached that have you, won you don't have, you don't have to say that he can't no no one would say that he can't let's just say that basically he, he doesn't he, he really hasn't and really doesn't, doesn't right like the the medal count on the women he's coached versus the men he's coached is a a, a, a billion to like two so right so listen I, it what exactly is the question here the question is which group is better yeah. Well, because because that, listen, question. that question was brought to us. Yes. And so whoever brought that 
whoever brought that question, <laughs> that's a silly question. At best, it's a to be determined question. And it's, and it's really complicated because I think, and I'm speaking for myself and probably the other two tiles that aren't here, we all have agreed that we think Bobby Kersey is going to do a phenomenal job across the board here because yes. that's what he does. But don't get it twisted. He did not invent a thing Mo or develop a thing Mo. A thing Mo is walking in there, world champion, Olympic champion, American record holder. That's not his work. Yes, but, but when she becomes when she becomes sure, world but, record holder. Sure, but that's but that's why this is a silly question right now. Sid, yes. What he what he has done with Sid, that's him. Kenny is not the world record holder anymore, and she didn't become the world record holder under his tutelage. But when she becomes it, oh, now we can have that debate. I don't think Kenny's getting anywhere near I, that. Listen, I'm just trying to help the, the, the people who ask this question. Well, so <laughs> this is why it's a silly question, because the best answer that you can give if you even want to pick the quote unquote new school group is to be determined because they haven't done anything. Well, I'm 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 gonna go further. Like, I'm gonna go further. And where they would have to go? It, right, this is where I'm going. Is 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 this right? <laughs> if you give Sid every medal that you think she's gonna contest, and you give a thing Mo every medal that you think she's gonna contest through the rest of their careers, right? So that's that's if you give Sid. Let's go crazy and say she wins the 400 and 400 hurdles and four by four in 24. Sure. Right? Yeah. And does the same in 28. Sure. Right? I mean, I mean, literally, that's I mean, that's where we're at. Right. Yeah. And and a thing mo wins the eight and the four by four in 24 and 28. Right. And and Kenny comes back and is the world record holder and is the gold medalist in 24. And 28. If you give them all of the medals that they are going to contest, they're going to come up short. Right. Because, like, here, here, look, listen, this younger generation never saw Valerie Briscoe hooks, so they don't understand. Like, she won the four, two, four by four, triple at the Olympics. Right. Jackie won all of the medals everywhere. Gail massively underachieved as a hurdler in winning silver medal. Yeah. And silver medal. Oh, by the way, she also won back to back gold medals in the hundred. Right. right. Like, right. And then we won't even, okay, listen. And then there's Flojo. She won the one, she won the two, she won the four by one, got the silver in the four by four because it was demanded of her, right? Like that group alone, we're not even talking about Greg Foster and his silver medals in the Olympics and his gold medals in the world championships. And, and with all due respect to Mr. Miller, we are not going to spend one second comparing those two people. <laughs> and so like, this is, I guess this is the part that I, I wish younger, listen, this is a great question 
for us to educate people. It's not a great question question posed by a high school student. No, no. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Listen, a lot of people in this generation just, they don't know anything older than like, you know, 2000. Like that's, that's history for them. If and they don't understand, they don't understand is that like, listen, no matter what we will ever do in the Olympics, nothing will surpass what we did in 84 because our team was loaded and the Europe and, and the Eastern Bloc didn't come. <laughs> so like that we was like, hey, I mean, listen, this is not a diss. Al Joyner is a gold medalist in the, in the triple jump. Because there were no Eastern Bloc triple jumpers for him to compete against. Right. So like at the end of the day, like we weren't giving out medals, but every medal that it was possible for us to contest for, we won in 84, right? That won't be the case in 2028, even without the Russians. Like, even if the Russians don't come in 2028, right? Even if, even if we make them not a thing, there's still way more of the world that we have to compete against on our home soil. Like, just like world championships. We had a great world championships, but there's a whole lot of events that we normally would have won medals in that we didn't. So at the end of the day, like, like, I think this is a, this is a, I'm glad this question was asked so we could educate. Stomp it. Bobby's mid eighties to early nineties grouping is Mount Rushmore. Like what? You can't compare like the HSI group in their heyday still falls short. And that's like Mo Green and Otto and Otto Bolden and 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 Inger Miller and like I mean there's a bunch of medals in that group. Let's be clear, it still falls short. Like yeah, Bobby's medal count in '84 and '88, '92 are just dumb. So, um, appreciate it. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks Please continue. Well, well, big league. What? What do you uh, listen? Maybe it's just the guys that think that. What do you no. think, big league? So I honestly don't have an answer because I'm not. I am the population that you uh, referred to. Is I know of the older training group. I don't know about the training group. So I was not running track at that time. So that wasn't re- Not it wasn't relevant. Let's just be real. It wasn't relevant to me. So. I'm, I'm not educated. So I was being educated just now in depth. Uh, I, I'll no. say this. I think whoever asked this question would have their answer. If they go back, you can Google it. There's a Sports Illustrated cover after uh, from the Seoul Olympics of Jackie and Flojo and all of their medals from that Olympics. And Jackie won... She won the HEP. I think she was she either won or was silver in the in the long jump. Um, Flojo won the one, won the two, won the four by one, and was silver in the four by four. <laughs> like the two of them were standing there with like seven medals <laughs> from Lamar, that Olympics. Lamar, as uh, as you have heard me state, my my current collegiate team is like 80% freshman. They don't know nothing. Yeah. I don't mean at all. Facts. Forget 2000s. Hell, most of them was born in the 2000s. They don't know. Oh, yeah. No, they don't know nothing. They don't. They have a hard time figuring out last year. 
<laughs> and it's only if it was on social media. They had to have right. been fed it. They didn't go and search it. Yeah, so, like, I saw a thing the other day. It's like a like there's so many so many amazing things that happened before Twitter existed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, another all time great conversation about to be had. So we've had some pretty relevant news lately, going back to the NFL about our lifted up goat for some on the tiles here, Tom Brady. Um, not speaking of the retirement that came afloat today, but speaking of, is he the most accomplished athlete ever? Well, clearly I have to go first because I mean, I think that if Clyde has a second child, he's going to name him either Tom or Brady. Wow, first of all, uh, I would never. I could see a Brady. I could see a, 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 a no. I could see you have a kid named Brady. Not at all. Not at all. Um, look, I am on record as not being a Tom Brady fan. I was one of those people that had to have like Joe Montana as the goat ripped from my hands. Okay. So I want to make sure that everybody knows where I'm coming from. I'm going to have to lament here very, very soon that, that, that LeBron is probably the GOAT in basketball. Um, I'll probably still vote for MJ, but I totally get it at this point, right? This is a dude who's a pass-first guy who's going to have the, the scoring record in the NBA. So, like, at the end of the day, it's like, this ain't my day job. This, this is this my side chick, and I'm still better at it than everybody. I get it. I do. I understand. Um, I am lucky. I'm 52 years old. So I've seen, I've seen, I think at this point, the greatest basketball players, the greatest football players, the greatest tennis players. I, I think I've actually seen in my 52 years, I think I've seen the greatest in every sport. And I'll say this. I'm not disrespecting Bill Russell and his 11 titles. Titles matter. Don't get me wrong. But it's a conglomeration, right, of titles, who you played, who you beat, um, what the competitive balance was like, um, all that stuff comes into this conversation. And at the end of the day, I, I, I begrudgingly come to this. Um, Michael Jordan was amazing and I still think he's the best ever LeBron has faced um, even even tougher competition over a longer span um, and, and, and hence why he's not as successful right like I, like I get that is what I'm saying like I'm giving respect to all of that um Brady has seven and the number should be seven because there's two he shouldn't have. And then there's two that he should like mm -hmm. my giants. Like, like, here's the truth, right? Like my giants beat him twice and we were the inferior team both times, but he shouldn't have the super bowl from when, if, if the, if the Seahawks run the football, mm -hmm. right. And if the Falcons run the football, like he doesn't have those two. So at the end of the day, like, those four balance themselves out. 
he he's earned seven, which means he has more rings than any organization. Yeah. Right. The funny part is like nobody pays attention to this. But Belichick has eight because he won two as assistant with the Giants. But mm-hmm. but we're not gonna we're not gonna go there because it's the coaching rings are different. But the man has seven rings. And his ring total, Serena's championship total, given the level of competition she played, Tiger's championship total, given the level of competition he played, LeBron, MJ, and maybe Gretzky are like the pool of who we're talking about. Like, that's probably it. And as begrudgingly as this is for me to say, like, I think so, I think Tom's seven titles is actually the best thing I've seen in 52 years. Because I listened today, they were talking about this, and like really and truly, like the ceiling for greatness in the NFL is four titles. Right? Like they're very, very, very few people who have four rings. And Brady has seven. Right? Like, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be the best guy. And I think he's going to end up with like five. And that's if luck works out in his favor. Right? Because here's the thing at some point in time, like, Okay, let's say he wins this one. That's two, right? Let's say he wins another one as the best guy. That's three. Then he's going to have to win two more where he's like kind of, he's really good, but carried by the defense. Kind of, you know, like that's how that happens too, right? But that's still too short, right? Like we play more games. You play more playoff games. Like there's just a lot of things that are going to play into the, you're not winning seven. And and in my fifty two so we'll see i start being a sports fan at four so my 48 years of fandom seven friggin nfl titles is probably the greatest and most accomplished thing i've ever seen and again no disrespect to bill russell and his 11 championships with some of them championships is like bruh your team was like literally twice as good as the average other team in the NBA. So for Sir Lucius, I will say this for him. Thank you for taking us around the block about 12 times. Yep. So far that you went and went ahead and first named Tom Brady as if he mm-hmm. was your dude on the side. But anyhow, mm-hmm. great explanation. Well, well go so, ahead. Keep what talking. was the topic again? Don't play me. <laughs> don't play me so um go ahead go, no 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 go ahead go ahead you go ahead oh my uh, my uh my rebuttal to that diatribe is michael phelps listen i mean i listen i'm a fan of swimming i'm a huge fan of michael phelps 
But at the end of the day, man, stop it. Like that dude is winning. He's winning races in the 100, the 150, the 200, the, the 250. Like, 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 it ain't like Michael Phelps was a sprinter and showed endurance, right? He just had a whole bunch of medals won in the same athletic area. Michael Michael Phelps is the best sprinter to ever to ever get in a pool. I get it. Okay, so Tom Brady is the best person to throw a ball. Yeah, no, there's a whole lot more to football than. I'm I'm boiling it down. I got you. That's he your choice. So let, let me let me not poo poo it. Oh, you like that's you like Michael Phelps. I got you. So, the the one thing I'll I'll say about the Michael Phelps is. Lamar got the room right, but you left out Phelps and Bolt, which is wrong of you. Well, I left Bolt out because I don't want to put Bolt and Carl in. That's no, no, no. You just, put, you just put Bolt in, and that's no, and that's no, absolutely not. Because Carl's <laughs> anyway. ability to long jump puts him in the same category as Bolt. And we are not, we are not going to sidetrack <laughs> this at this moment. So, I am. I am proud to watch you go around the block in such an accurate fashion. Thank you. Thank you. That was worth the time. I tried to give the moment it's due. So here, here's, and, and I, and I really, really hope that over the next week, month, year that there are as many and proper tributes to this man as he deserves because he deserves them all i could sit here and list the statistics but it doesn't matter just know if there's a record to be had he has it playoffs regular season they're all his, okay? They're all his. And the number twos aren't even close. Some of those number twos are close. Not in the not when you put them in the context, but touche. The playoff numbers? Not no. even close. This but, man has 35 playoff wins. I know. It's and stupid. the next best number it's is stupid. 17. No, it's stupid. There's no question okay. about it. So, and, and this is this is the thing that, this was the one that did it for me from a couple of years ago, and it's only gotten worse since then. At one point in his career, you could literally cut Tom Brady's career in half, and you could look at the first half, or what he accomplished in the second half, and either half is a better career than whoever you want to call number two. Well, it's worse now. Any third is better. The man uh, has had, stop oh, it. You stop I will, it. I will run it for you later. Stop it. Any third is better. Listen, it's you're not going to disrespect Joe Montana like that. I'm not disrespecting Joe Montana. Yes, you are. Who was the GOAT. And was mine. Only I got up off of it right on time. Okay. I'll give you <laughs> half, maybe. We're oh, not going to go. We're going to go to a third. 
You you can though. You can look at it. Okay. I'll stop it. I'll walk you through it. Scott so here's the thing. No, no, here's losses. the thing. The, the question it. is, the question is, in essence, is he the most accomplished? That that depends on how you look at the word accomplished. There will be people that were like, of course not, Bill Russell, right? I I like mm. the way I like the way you put put it because for me, I'm a context guy. Context matters. Yes. Tom Brady is for me unequivocally the goat of goats in sport and here's the biggest and most overlooked reason why his career started and has ended through the through the world and the lens of free agency the free agency piece of this is huge huge how many players come in and out? How much talent does he lose around him? Does he have to face new, right? For all the people that love to scream about Belichick, and Belichick is my GOAT coach. Belichick's not an offensive guy. Brady was great with every offensive coordinator he worked with. All of them. Even the ones that can't coach at all outside of New England. Okay? Like Josh Virginia. <laughs> this man and what he accomplished, and also given the context of he isn't the most talented, he's not even close to the most talented, he's not top 20 most talented. He's a seventh round pick. Yeah, but that is that's nothing he, to do with his talent. Yes, really. <laughs> Yeah, athleticism, I mean, Ru- Russell Wilson's not, not Russell Wilson's not a, what a third rounder, or sixth rounder, whatever the hell he's got taken. And and I wouldn't put Russell Wilson in the top twenty of talents either. Yeah. No okay. sir. Okay. Athleticism, minimal. Yeah, he has no athleticism. Arm talent. He has he has high quality arm talent. He does not have a big arm. He never has had a big arm. He's incredibly accurate, which is a skill, right? But Tom Brady is Tom Brady because of his brain, his leadership, and that, you know, those undefined intangible things that he can just find a way to do over and over and over to everybody. You know what the coolest thing is about Tom Brady? (laughs) He retired today, and that marked the end of an era. Tom Brady was the last person drafted by the Montreal Expos. <laughs> sure. Oh. Who was still playing a sport. So that in and of itself is like the kind of cool that nobody else has. Yes. Right. He was drafted in the 18th round by a major league baseball team that no longer exists. Like that's you will insane. never, you will never, we will never see anything like this again in our lifetimes never i don't know man i mm-hmm. listen i'm inclined to agree with you i am i said so but I, I i'll just say this i don't think anybody's gonna catch him but there's no question if there is anyone who is going to it's the, it's the beige guy that plays in kansas city i don't know what you i don't know what you mean by catch him 
Patrick Mahomes has a has an inherent advantage in statistics given the way the rules of the game are now and that there's an extra game. Cool. Those are stats. I'm sure he probably Oh, I'm only talking about rings. I'm no, only talking about rings. Okay. There's there's no form of reality where Patrick Mahomes gets anywhere near seven wins, let alone 10 appearances. Listen, I'm not the, the 10 about appearances, the, appearances. the 10 appearances are even more impressive than the seven wins. I mean, yeah, but I, I'm just saying, like, look, I agree with you. I don't think anybody gets there, but I am saying this. If there is a human being that God has ever blessed on this planet with us that has a chance of winning seven rings, it's a guy that has been in, he has been a starter five years and has been in the AFC championship five times. That's cute. They don't pass been out. A star- no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. He's been a starter for five years. Don't pass and now out he's in his third Super Bowl. So let's be clear. If he wins this Super Bowl, he's on track. Sure. That's all I'm saying. Patrick I Mahomes don't, I don't will not be he's going to get Patrick there. Mahomes will not be playing football, elite football in his 40s. That's why I said I don't think he's going to get there. But if there is a human being, like, listen, if there's anybody who has a chance above zero, it's Patrick Mahomes. But nobody else has a chance. Like, literally, nobody else has a chance. So, so again, the fact that that man's name is even in this part of our conversation is disrespectful. It is premature. It is ridiculous. I'm all for the question. Goat of goats. And if it's not Brady, who if person X wants to make the case for Phelps, I don't really like it, but I understand if you want to make the case for Jordan, I don't like it, but I understand. Gretzky, <laughs> Listen, I, I love MJ and y'all know that I, I, I think, will tell you that in my mind, in my mind, that the, the conversation is probably between. Well, don't don't steal my answers, because that's what I was about to say. <laughs> The conversation, if there is one, is, again, context. Brady, Serena, Serena, Muhammad Ali, and Tiger Woods. Brady, Brady and Serena, I think, is the, is the legitimate conversation. And, um, and, and Tiger's, always a, Tiger's always a very interesting one. But the, the problem I think I would always have with Tiger is, is, like, is like this. Tiger has shot himself in the foot. Yes. And that's, and that's where I was going. And that's, so those are, those are my four conversations that I would legitimately entertain. And here's the reason why I can't go there. Tiger, who is undeniably incredible right ultimately shot himself in the foot ultimately fell short of what he even he could have been through his own doings Mm -hmm. so for that I'm not going to pick technically the underachiever in context over the overachiever I'm not going to do that Serena is a real conversation and the, only, conversation. and the only reason that I would disqualify Serena at the end is because Serena is whole, wholly in charge of her own 
career and her own accolades. It's her. It's her on a court against whoever. No one else can mess it up. It's just Serena. The basketball guys, whichever one you want to pick, it is easier to affect the outcome of a basketball game as an individual player than it is a football game. So Tom Brady has done the hardest thing in the hardest sport, in the hardest circumstances of free agency. And he's lapped the field again and again in his own sport. I'm not going to say he's lapped that room because that room is close. But in his sport, the, the level of stranglehold dominance that that man has held over the NFL for as long as he has, you're never going to see this again. And I'm just, I can't even say I'm sad today because he went out the way he wanted to go out. And if anybody's earned that, it's him. I was absolutely rooting for him to be like, you know what? Just to be petty, come home. And I do mean home to the Bay Area and throw one more on there just because you can, which he would, which he would. But let's be real. Who's turning down $350 million to sit in a boot, right? Like, Hey. Yeah. And we'll see if that we'll see if that goes that way. I'm assuming it's going to go that way. I, I look, I know I sound like the biggest simp ever. I'm like I'm legitimately rooting for him and Giselle to get back together. Eh, I, I just want to I want to see one of them one of them super couples actually like work out. <laughs> hey. They, <laughs> that that's that's the funniest thing of if anything if you take it off the field. For all that he was and is and whatnot on the field, Giselle is the one that elevated him socially. It wasn't the other Facts. way. Facts. So Facts. I, I don't I don't see who knows. You know, that's that's <laughs> personal life, whatever. But you know, that that was that was tough. He, like for that to be his last year, the divorce yeah. and, and go out with the way the Bucks had to go out. Crazy. But yeah. listen, uh Everybody should, you know, pay homage and, and, you know, reflect on what you've been able to witness because yeah, you're, you're not going to see it again. Bay Area, stand up. All the way. All right. Well, um, due to scheduling issues, uh, Mr. Lamar is on Would You Rather this week. So... Um, I will say that some of these questions were tailored for uh, the governor. So just answer briefly. Yes, ma'am. Briefly. I was a great long jumper. Yes. Man, um, uh, before you do this, and, and I don't know if uh, if it's a time thing, but did we did we actually on LLC completely blow back past the track segment? Yeah, we did. <laughs> can oh, yeah. um, can, can we, we can we, we not do that? Can, we should we probably give, do so a little bit of track as well. Okay, can can we not do that? Can we can we get a little bit of that? Can, yes. All let's, right. Let's so get a recap. I, I just I just want to throw this out there. Um University of Arkansas is real disrespectful in the women's 400 <laughs> right now. Um it's a little it's a little late, quote unquote, in, in the indoor season. 
to to be sitting number two, three, four, and five on the NCAA list in a singular event. Yeah, um, but let's just be honest. They're nowhere near as dis- as disrespectful as the University of Washington men in the in the mile. Which is exactly where I was going to go next. <laughs> Listen, guys, I want, I want I want everybody who watches the show to understand what I'm saying. The four minute mile is a joke, whatever, but it's still something that we compare to, right? Yes. University of Washington has seven people run under the four minute mile in the same race. Yes, and are currently sitting one, two, three, and four. Yeah, one, two, three, four, like seven, ten, or some nonsense. Like they got seven people in the top ten. Uh, one, two, three, four, and nine at the moment. But and, your point, your, but your point is thick. Yeah, no one is dumb. Right, and 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 for the record, the one, two, three, and four is a sophomore, a senior, a freshman, and a senior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like University of Washington was like, uh, here, hold my beer. I got but no. That that's I mean, my because, narrative... because look, Oklahoma State had four guys run under four minutes in the same race. I watched that race. Yeah, right. I mean that that's kind like, of that's the narrative cute. of this past weekend, right? Yeah. We're, let Let's throw a party at home and be uber disrespectful to the guests. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, let's do that. Just run the table. Yep. No, so I'm, I mean, you know, it. There, there are, there are, there are very few that not those two situations notwithstanding. Like we've had some mind blowing performances thus far in indoor for sure, um, but there's less of that. I'm, I'm more impressed with just like okay. The Arkansas, the Razorback Invitational just gave us one, two, three, four, five, and six, one of which is Arkansas's B team leading the country in the yeah. in the women's four by four. Okay. So, so we're I out want, here running 326. We're Arkansas at running 326 and had somebody split 51-1 on the B team. Well, I mean, again, the B team. <laughs> wait a minute. The B team. The B the, team had somebody split 51-1. <laughs> like, like, come on. Like, what are we talking about here? 326 Florida, to 327. Florida, University of Florida. Not Akron. Not, right. you know, Tempe State. University of Florida broke their women's school record by two seconds. Yes. Chasing Arkansas this week. Yes. Yeah. There, there was a what now? I, my, me and my crew were in a um, Albuquerque, Albuquerque this weekend, and and there was a there was a Cam Rogers sighting. <laughs> got, got to hang out with Cam and and the uh, and the Cal Throws crew, who looked amazing as usual. Thanks, you know, props to uh, Mosatara for the good show. But you know, Cam's out there in in her in her secondary secondary sport. Just you know, out here tossing weight throws, twenty three, <laughs> seven four meters. You know, having practice. No big deal. Number three. You know, and 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 I'm going to take a personal uh, point of of privilege right now because this doesn't happen, you know, around here right now. Um, San Jose State has a top ten in the country athlete right now, Amelia Solstrand, women's triple jump is currently sitting number six in the nation at 1337. Obviously a school record and um, PR and apparently top 10 ever in the nation of Sweden, where she is from. 
I was so, going to ask if what's the so very very dope moment for for us and, and, and for Amelia and I, I thought that was awesome. I I am going to stand on the table and and beat the drum for my constituency. Um, combined eventers never get their due. Like we just do what we do. The people who know are like, man, you guys are amazing. Uh, the rest of the world's like, oh, that's cool. Is it the Olympics? No? Okay, then we don't care. I, I need people to understand this. Kyle Garland put up the number eight performance all time this weekend, right? And everybody was like talking about Kyle breaking the collegiate record. And so therefore, and this is what I hate. This is what I hate. Because they were talking about the possibility of him breaking the collegiate record, it seems like a disappointment that he scored 64-15. I need people to understand this. The collegiate record is 64-99. It is the number two performance of all time behind, oh, Ashton Eaton's world record at 6,600. So the same guy has one and two, right? Like 6,400 points in heptathlon is dumb. And to do it in January is even dumber. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I want people to understand this. That man weighs 230 pounds and jumped 219. Smoothly. <laughs> let's just look. I think people can understand this. If I can, if I can get people to understand like how good Kyle Garland is. He's a C through 16 meters plus in the shot put and jumped 219 in the high jump on the same day. Yeah. Right. So like, Look at your track team, whatever team you're on, doesn't matter which team you're on. Find the guy that can throw 16 meters plus and imagine him jumping seven, three, seven, two and a half. Right. Okay. Find the guy that jumps seven, two and a half and imagine him throwing 54 feet in the shot put. Exactly. That's right. Right. So at the end of the day, like I need everybody to stand up and give this man his flowers and his props because 6,400 as a collegian is dumb. Well said. The only other two things that I really want to get in there um, because they happened this past weekend and I'm very excited to see how all this plays out. You know, Favreau-Feely is still in the NCAA, folks. She but, reminded everybody this weekend. In case, in case that was, you know, forgotten somehow. Yeah, yeah. So 22.53 in the 200 in January is uh, a little disrespectful. And, yes, and but meanwhile, in her in her own training group, uh, Aaliyah Hobbs is like, here, hold my beer. For sure, for sure. I'm, but I'm going to hit know, you with this 7-0 and this sub-7 real quick. Yes. And then I'm going to just dip off and go do and, what I got to and, do. And Aaliyah nailing her starts. Aaliyah going 0-60 to 60 well is potentially a, 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 a solution to a very big problem that we have. So I'm Sub here for that. Seven, I believe you said this on this show. Sub seven is sub 10 seven. Mm -hmm. I did. That's, so I need that's everybody how it works. watch over you. And, and, and in her case, should absolutely. be sub 10 seven. In her case, absolutely. Right? Because so, she's, she's not the starter. She's a finisher right exactly so yes and then the other one you know well there, there's really two 
anytime there's you know high well done things by by the Gamecocks and this wasn't this past weekend but I missed it um Mr. Evan Miller is number two in the country in the 400 right now at 4591 Gamecock alum so I'm here for that keep grinding young man but one <laughs> of the cooler stories in the NCAA right now is the fact that Christopher Bailey of the University of Arkansas who is a senior is leading the country at 4509. I don't even care about the time, which is phenomenal. I care that he is formerly, formerly Christopher Bailey of Mississippi Valley State. Yes. He is a SWAC transfer portal import. And I saw this kid as a freshman in person. And he was a problem then. And I am glad. Not that he left the SWAC, because that's not it. I'm glad that his talents are now going to get a bigger spotlight because he deserves one. And that dude is really, really gifted. So I won't be surprised about anything he accomplishes this year, but I will be proud to say I saw him first <laughs> and early <laughs> In Birmingham, Alabama, when we were trying to battle it out in the SWAC with Mississippi Valley State. So I'm a big fan of that dude. And whatever he accomplishes this year, I'll, I will be standing and applauding for him. Um, I have one that's maybe not super highlighted, but again, kind of going through the, the combined events. Um, Anna Hall running 51-4. Anna's just out there playing people and doing Anna things like I need and people to understand Anna Hall has PR in the 60 hurdles the 400 indoors and the shot put this indoor season right for no reason all just like a smile. A, all just stuff smile. to do so I mean I thought that one I I loved seeing that that was amazing I, I listen I'm not gonna get off this show without clearing my name um Vashti jump 197 Seven. Last week at Iowa, um, I did not know this. So, you know, I got accused of like not giving her her props because I'm like the field, I'm the resident field event guy. I didn't know because <laughs> Iowa did a horrific job of putting results out. I'm not going to blame them. I'm just saying I didn't know. So but, who so who are we thanking for bringing that to your nope, attention? We're not doing that. We're going to give <laughs> Vasta her props. We're jumping 197. <laughs> We'll say one of the best high jump coaches in the history of the United States called me out. And, you know, listen, I appreciate it. I can take it. I'm a, I'm a big boy. I will also say that uh, 238 was jumped this weekend. So um, there's that. 238 in January is also dumb. That did happen. Track is, you know what I think has happened since COVID? The calendar doesn't matter. Yeah. Before COVID, there was a flow, right? You'd get good marks, really good marks. And then it was a small two, three-week window of great marks. Now, because of COVID, nobody's afraid to just do what they do. So you get marks like sub seven and 238 and 6,400 in January. Because they're not, that, because they're not afraid that like 
I won't be better in March. But I think part of it too, on the converse is they're also not afraid to not perform at a certain time. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it's kind of the same of what you're saying, but there's not the pressure of the time of the season on the spectrum that when you have to have a mark because you're supposed to be peaking here and you're supposed to be having this type of performance at this point in time, they're okay resting. And they're okay, like moving the markers around on the training exactly. plans. So it I used to be 75 to 85% of the marks that qualify for NCAA happened the Valentine's weekend. And ironically, I mean, like Valentine's weekend seems so far away, even though it's not. But with the, the, the peak of performances that we've already seen, it just seems like we either blew past it or it's very far away. I mean, I need people to understand like 2075 is currently 14th. 14th. They're holding on to be in the meet like this. <laughs> 2075. What? That's really funny. It, listen, in the not so recent past, you run 2075. You listen, somebody already bought your plane ticket. And your hotel wow. room, they That's had already right. put in the, the per diem request. That's right. Because <laughs> you yeah, was a lot in the meat. <clears throat> and I promise you, uh, we're going to have a segment next week of what do you think, like, you know, what which, elite fl- which floor is the highest? Right. What elite mark <laughs> won't make the meat? Trust me when I tell you, man. Yeah. It's six, what is 663 already? Yeah. And that's only one person because I think it's 662 is 15th. Yeah. Just 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 let that wash over you. All right. Allowing you to speak one more time when prompted. Are you ready for would you rather? Okay. Thinking of pizza. Do you like party cut slices or triangular slices? Or I guess whatever that is. Normal or square. Because I am a New Yorker. Pizza is only cut in eight slices. (laughs) Period. Okay. So, (laughs) keeping with the food theme, ice cream, cup or cone? I am still a New Yorker. Cone. Okay. Track spikes. Implements, not shoes. Quarter pyramids or needles. Neither elements as the posts. Got it. I was a Mizuno guy. Got it. <laughs> I'm into the posts. We run fast and jump high. <laughs> For your gear moving around, duffel bag or book bag? Oh, listen. He's a most. Doesn't he have them all? Those double <laughs> for sure. Roller bag is the answer. But, <laughs> but, but those psychopaths that choose duffel bag, I'm confused. Listen, um, if you if you're gonna carry a burden, why would you want to carry it unevenly? <laughs> like I don't even understand that. Like literally, people who choose duffel bags, I don't get. And you know what? The one long strap that just makes it worse because the only way to wear a one long strap bag is diagonally across, so like that this. you take the bag <laughs> diagonally across your back. Right? You can't put it on one shoulder because then you go. Yeah, backpack. Sorry. Um, boarding passes, electronic or paper? 
electronic. My would paper ones watch, always get beat up. Would you rather watch a DVR show or an on-demand show? DVR. I feel like I did something. <laughs> would you rather watch a live broadcast or a rebroadcast? Live. Uh, do you prefer live results for track meets or end of the weekend chiefers purge? Oh my God, live results. Again, I feel like I'm involved. The, the, the people who blow the live results are, are very irritating human beings. Irritating. <laughs> and it's funny too, because you go across the, the spectrums of like flash results, PT timing. Uh, and listen, uh, everybody's messed it up, right? So I'm not picking on anybody. But if you tell me the results are live, then damn it i want to know who's winning the long jump now <laughs> and i mean that's why if, if you have to pick one group you have to pick flash results because they've been doing it the best for the longest that's fine yeah. who's my issue who which platform is the one that refreshes every 15 seconds i can i'm pulling it up <laughs> uh that arkansas whatever the arkansas is because the default is not it's off not 15 seconds so I'm like ready for it to refresh and it doesn't refresh. And I'm like, damn it, got to push 15 seconds. Anyways, that's my stupid not thinking. All right. Clyde, do you have a would you rather for Lamar? Excuse me. Um, I thought I would have a good track one for him. I, I really don't. <laughs> So I'm I'm in the middle of um of educating some folks on great television. Now I know the answer. So you can't give the answer. But the okay. question is, so the question is not what is the greatest HBO television show ever, because of course the wire. <laughs> right. He just said not to give no, it's no, it's just, I wanted him, I wanted so, him so and the what rest is of the people second, to know that I know. What is the second best? HBO show of all time. So, okay. Most people will say Sopranos. I will disagree. Um, I'm going to say Boardwalk Empire. That's interesting. Boardwalk Empire was amazing. It was. And, was. and the number, the sheer, just ridiculously unfathomable number of incredible actors and actresses that made either you know seasonal or one you know or one show or whatever appearances in World War Empire was amazing and Steve Buscemi was insane um, so that, 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 I'm I'm really glad to hear you say that it's not my choice but Boardwalk Empire and Treme are my slept on I used underrated HBO shows. I used to watch them both. And I'll tell you this, if you're somebody who knows that um, the levee broke in New Orleans, but that's all you know, and you know, like FEMA didn't show up with checks, watch Treme. Yes. Because Treme. it will actually <laughs> teach you like for real what happened in New Orleans. For sure, for sure. So wait, Chu, I'm gonna throw that same question to you because I know you're a fan of. So give us the second best because I know you know the answer is the wire. Yes, 
So, so what I'll is the second best? I don't watch HBO. Oh. We watched The Wire during uh, the pandemic, or that's when I was like actually understanding what it, that show was. But I'm having not grown up watching the Page Channel. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm going to send you a list. We're going to get you okay. educated. That's what I'm doing <laughs> in my house right now. Yeah. So that's hilarious. Yeah. But Lamar, that. Lamar is going to laugh at me, and that's okay because I I probably won't laugh at you because I, listen, I you and I, I will say this. Like this is this is the part people don't really know about me and you. You and I have some deep-rooted similarities that people don't know about because they never come out on the show. This is probably one of the few. Like you and I love really good television and we love really good movies. Most yeah. people don't know that about either one of us. This is true. So my number two is actually a tie because they're they're totally different things. I can't okay. judge one above the other because they're totally different. Sex in the City and The Newsroom. The Newsroom is epic. And it's only three seasons long. So if you can't stomach, you know, an eight, nine level season kind of show the newsroom is where you want to go so here's what's funny if i didn't pick boardwalk empire because see the thing is you told me it had to be hbo yes but if i if i was going to tell you the second best thing series that was ever on television it would be probably be a tie or somewhere in that neighborhood between boardwalk empire and the boondocks Oh, sure. I mean, we all love it. I am a humongous fan of Sex and the City. It's great TV. Right? Like, you know, it's funny. When you when you travel in the circles we're in, right, Black people don't know about Sex and the City and Black people don't know about friends. You, no. you, you, you need, or Seinfeld, you need, right. to, you need to have white friends. That's all I'm going to tell you. Because Sex and the City, Friends, Seinfeld, all top five they're all top five things that have been on television wait is insecure hbo it is yes insecure and extremely well done and extremely well done and and so here's what's funny insecure almost goes in a category of its own because there's never been anything else like it true before and and i'll be honest there probably won't be anything like it afterwards because the stones required to do that show could only belong to a female, if that makes any sense. I totally understand. Right? Like, because you have to have the kind of stones who's like, eh, I don't care. <laughs> like, this is too far. I know it's too far, but I'm going to see if they're going to let me do it. Oh, they let me do it. Let's go further. Yeah. Because that's what happened in Insecure. And let's be clear, that show was built for women. And I promise you, if you're a man and you watch every season, you will learn so many things. The exact same way with Sex and the City. Exact same way with Sex and the City. You'll you'll learn things about Black people, about white people, but most importantly, you'll learn things about women. You'll learn learn things about relationships that, that you, you know, like that. There's so many misconceptions that are out there. 
that let him figure it out nope stop stop i agree with you you. let him figure it out so all right segueing into heartbeat props i'm Um, I'm gonna i'm gonna demand that the ep goes last (laughs) i don't i don't really care if you go first too but the ep's (laughs) gotta go last yes sir yes sir okay so my my heartbeat props are a little nerdy track insider stuff um I, I take a lot of shots at the Alphabet crew, and and rightfully so, they deserve it. A lot. Like, as you should. But one of the things that they started doing in recent years that I think is actually pretty dope, and everybody should take the time to go actually look at, are what they call the event squad rankings. Squad rankings, I like. It. In order to have, in order to secure a squad ranking, you have to have some depth on your roster. If you have four individual athletes who contest an event during the season, indoor, outdoor, whatever, your group will be eligible to be ranked in the squad rankings. And it's pretty cool to see just because, you know, every now and then a program's going to have that one off, right? And that's hard enough to do. But if you are somehow in the top 20, in the top 10, in the top five, in a squad ranking, not only do you have solid, legitimate talent on your team, but you are coaching your ass off, okay? Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, for example, the most obvious example right now, who you think is the number one squad list in the women's 400 is clearly the University of Arkansas, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So what they what they do is they take your squad, they average it out. So four women at the University of Arkansas, the number one squad, are currently averaging fifty one ninety one. Okay, is that, is that good? I feel like it's good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. the The, the number two team is USC, who is averaging fifty two eighty one. So oh. you know, right. So it's just a second. Right. So <laughs> this is very nerdy track insider stuff, but imagine the the pride that I currently have to know that of all things, Speed City, San Jose State track and field is ranked number three in the nation in the women's triple jump. So jump shoot 2.0, baby. Right. So Huge props to my ladies, um, led by, of course, Emilia Solstron, but, you know, Victoria Agin, Greta Ferratrio, Azaria Purdy, and, of course, my field event coordinator, a.k.a. jumps in all other things specialist. Mr. T.J. Harris. T.J. You are doing a hell of a job, sir. And, you know, 1337, 1230, 12.05, and 11.67. Number three in the country for now. And we're definitely going to keep trying to push that up to number one. So congratulations, my man. I'm I'm very proud of everybody. Congratulations, ladies. And uh, Sprint crew, we're in there. But we ain't number three. We ain't top five. So we uh, got some work to do. 
Um, today, the day that we record is National Women's Girl, Girls, Women's and Sports Day. Um, just general blanket statement of thanks for everyone who has paved the path and will follow the path um, in regards to female in athletics, females in athletics. Um, because I wouldn't be who I am, where I am today without it. So, or without them, sorry, properly spoken. Huh. Um, I think now I know why Clyde demanded that I go last. Um, well, as to not be embarrassing, I, I guess I'll, I'll just jump right to it. My, my heartbeat props this weekend is, uh, this week is twofold, um, because I think there are two very prominent, prominent things that need to be discussed. Um, National Women in Sports Day and the beginning of uh, Black History Month. Black History Month. So I'm going to start, so as not to end on this and be embarrassing, but I'm going to start with National Women's it's Women in Sports Day. And this person has no idea that I'm going this route, but I, I literally I have notes. Um, and it, this is what the note says. Chew for National Women in Sport Day. That's what it says. What? It says chew for National Women in Sport Day. This is so I wouldn't forget what I wanted to say. Um, we we give we give our lovely big league chew a lot of crap sometimes, but I need people to understand this much. Being one of one is insanely difficult and it is lonely and um honorable and all those other flowery terms but when you just say it out loud female asian non-power five athlete power five speed and power coach it kind of puts it all in perspective like look let's be clear big leagues my homie love her to death always will but i i had to take today to give part of my heartbeat props to somebody who is one of one. Like it's very rare that you can say to somebody, find the one of one at the meet, you can't be wrong. But if you go to a track meet and you you go find like <laughs> the Chinese shit coached in the coaching the combined events and the sprints and stuff like that, like, yeah, you you got her. That's her. The one you usually Marissa. can't see because everybody's over me. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know, she's she's five foot five and Chinese, but she's she's listen. All of my baseball guys, you know, they're not on this show, but trust me, they will all tell you like the Wednesday workouts that they do with this wonderful person who, in her side hustle, is making baseball players better. Um, they call it choose violence. And and on Wednesdays, I like that. 
I like and that. On, and on Wednesdays, they are deathly afraid of what the five foot five inch Chinese lady has for them. So um, I'm going to give probably somewhat embarrassing for her props to somebody who is, listen, folks, there are very few people that you'll ever meet in your entire life who are one of one. And you need to understand that that person is a vanguard. That person is brave. That person is courageous. That person has broad shoulders. That person takes a lot of, excuse my language, takes a lot of shit to be who they are every day. And so I'm going to give 50% of my heartbeat props tonight on National Women in Sports Day to the only one of one I know in women's sports, Big League Two. My other half, as addressing the Black History Month, is I'm going to try to educate folks over the four weeks that I get the chance to do so during this month. And so I'm going to tell you this. In 1971, the first and only time this has ever happened, there were two African-American pitchers who started the all-star game in Major League Baseball, Doc Ellis and Vita Blue. And it's insane that that happened in 71 because, what is that, uh, 51 years ago? Am I doing the right math now? 52. 52 years now. And that's insane that it's happened once ever. So in 52 years since then, it still hasn't happened. But um, that's one of the more important moments that ever happened in baseball. And people don't even really remember it because what people mostly mostly remember from the 71 World Series is that's the World Series where Reggie Jackson hit a home run off of Doc Ellis to hit the the uh, the transformer on the top of the on the roof of the of the Tiger Stadium. It's like one of the most ridiculous home runs ever hit by anybody. Um but I want people to understand that, you know, on this first week of Black History Month, the one of one that did happen that I want people to understand is that there were at one point in time two African-American starting pitchers in the All-Star game. And as much as baseball is not necessarily systematically trying to trying to get African-Americans out of the game. They make up a tiny portion at this point. It's a lot of brown faces, but most of those brown faces speak Spanish as a first language. And in trying to keep some brown in baseball and some brown American in baseball, um, it, it takes a village. And so if there's anything that, you know, young folks should be striving to do is like be the next African-American starter in a major league all-star game. So that's my heartbeat props for tonight. Um, and uh, we're going to continue working very hard to make this place better for all of our kids. Awesome. Oh, Good job. Kudos. Um, with that said. Can we uh, rename you uh, one of one? <laughs> I have to make a cooler name than that. That's too many words. Too I many mean, letters. Big League's pretty, pretty cool. You yeah, could be Big yeah. League, a.k.a. one of one. Pretty funny. I'll make it short since we've gone a little bit longer. Um, During an unofficial visit this weekend, they asked, because I have a pack of Big League Chew gum, but it's a pack (laughs) that has the female on it. Mm -hmm. And so like I bought it in Vegas, I think five years ago, probably even longer than that now. And so I keep it. It's obviously never been opened. It just sits there. 
And the one of the parents was like, why Big League Chew? And so I went through the whole conversation of how we got to Big League Chew and how it actually started in fantasy football and basketball. But while I was speaking, I didn't realize that one of the parents actually went and YouTubed Athletics LLC and I heard the theme song come on during, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's our song. <laughs> so anyways, that was pretty funny. So um, with that said, we wish Sir Lucius and the governor well and hope to see them next week. Um, safe travels to everyone traveling. And, you know, if you're leaving North Texas, God bless you, because, you know, we're all hanging on by a thread right now, hoping we all Watch get out, out for that half inch of snow we got. Jeez, crime mini. If you ever want, if you want to vent, I'm here because I'm, I've been living it. So um, with stay that said, stay locked in at this point. Um, <laughs> have a great weekend, everyone. And we hope to see you next week. Bye now. When the lights come on, the road just get to running. When the lights come on, opponents smash the plumbing. Would you like it warm, hot, knife the butter? Truth pin them hard, knock them off that rebuttal. Tsunami, tidal wave to your puddle. Tough love punch you in the arms, little brothers. Athletics double, I'll see it, there's no others. Track and field's pace and we'll to go further. Hey, Wiley, Coyote, it's Roadrunners. Feels like you know us, you've been with us the whole summer. If not for this quarantine, these four corners wouldn't be here, but we're here, so start learning. You gotta earn your stripes, gotta get your scars. Show you how to fight, but show us who you are. You lack experience, but still you wanna talk. And who is that you're talking to? Your circle's kinda small. Heads prevail when the backbone's strong. Gotta keep it coming, no, won't last long. Pass a failed and sell the sad song. And if you don't check yourself, then that's wrong. Just trying to give you the real that you asked for. So why you keep cutting us off to ask more? We put it in slow mode, but you fast forward. Athletics, devil, I'll see the task force.